welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris. Joined in the studio today by the one, the only, audio engineer, producer, extraordinaire, whatever the hell he actually does here. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hey, yo, what's up? What's up, indeed? That is very uh, enthusiastic. If you guys are new to the show, that is a very enthusiastic what's up from our friend Michael here. We also have our best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby, Mr. Dell. Dell, why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me, Chris, from this podcast. It's called Chris to Chris. It's available anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Anywhere. Anyway, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Oh, did I mention we're on Spotify? Some people have a hard time finding us on Spotify right now. We're, at, we're not at those Joe Rogan numbers yet, but you can find us on Spotify by going on Spotify and typing Chris to Chris and then put in a word or the entire title, just to be safe, of any podcast, uh, any episode that we've done. So last week, our episode was called The Squirt and the Beautiful. You could type Chris to Chris, The Squirt and the Beautiful, but I tested it, and you could actually just type Chris to Chris Squirt. Didn't think I would ever say those words, but uh, that would bring up that episode, and then you could just follow the whole podcast from there. It's a beautiful thing, beautiful thing. Speaking of podcasts, speaking of episodes, we've got a great one for you this week. We're going to be talking about some questionable energy drinks. We're going to talk Justice League drama. We are going to talk about the Smash Brothers community. They're doing great right now. We're also going to talk about Amazon's uh, latest failure. We're going to answer voicemails and listener questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think. You know, no promises, but we're two minutes in. I think I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. So let's get into the show. I've got a week off uh, starting July 12th, and this episode is going to air on July 3rd. So by my math, July 12th is approximately two years from now, right? Actually, I was supposed to, this is a fun piece of trivia, I was supposed to be born on July 3rd, but I wasn't. I was a C-section baby. But I digress. Uh, I, I need a vacation. I need a vacation very, very badly. I, I've got a good job. Don't get me wrong, it's a good job. But it would be better for me if I got paid to do this podcast or, you know, YouTube or my book, shit. If, I, if, if somebody wants to pay me to you know, just play PS4 and switch games and make smart-ass comments all day, I'm there. I'm your guy. But it hasn't happened yet. So, in the meantime, I've got a job and I have to take vacations and blah, blah, blah. But 40 million people lost their job because of COVID. So, it's not exactly a good time for me to find a new one, right? I, I don't think so. It's just a hunch. I have a feeling... Indeed.com or Monster or uh, Career Builder. I have a feeling there's not a. I, I have a feeling there's a lot of people on those websites right now, and not a lot of them are getting jobs. Just a hunch. It's just not exactly a good time to find work. So I'm ready for some time off because I've been working. Like I said, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate in the fact that I have a decent job and I have still been working through this pandemic. So, uh, you know, I'm just ready to pack up. I'm ready to pack up, take my family on a nice vacation all the way to the patio. I live in an apartment, so the patio is small. We haven't been out there in a long time. I need to just sweep it. I have a lot of dirt on our uh, patio table and uh, chairs, so I just need to take a broom and brush all that dirt down to my downstairs neighbor's patio. They will be thrilled. <sighs> I don't know. Everything is shutting down in uh, California. I don't know. If, if you're new to this show, that's where this podcast is recorded in California, where the uh, Beverly Hillbillies moved. Uh, everything is shutting down again. Everything is shutting down. Uh, you got your bars, uh, movie theaters are being shut down, restaurants, indoor uh, restaurants. You could still eat in a patio setting, but, uh, you know, the patio is not great because you got me brushing my dirt over your over your food and drinks. But uh, everything's shutting down again. Like, what, like two, three weeks after op reopening? And I called this shit months ago. I called it. I knew the cases were going to spike back up again as soon as, as, as soon as we started to uh, reopen. 
And it's not like it takes a genius to realize that. I don't think I'm some freaking Albert Einstein or uh, Albert Einstein wasn't a uh, psychic, right? Not like me. He. Uh, it's not like I'm some uh, Nostradamus, you know, some Christradamus. No, I'm not some genius. I'm just able to to see the see the obvious shit that's gonna happen. But it's kind of weird how how divisive this whole thing has become, right? You know, people are going out of their fucking minds right now, right? You know, they're stuck at home. They're stuck at home. Uh, when when they did start reopening things a few weeks ago, you know that store, that de the department store, Ross, discount store, Ross. Uh, they sell clothes and shoes and whatnot. You know, they, they they opened back up over here, and people were standing in line for hours to get in. They were standing in line for hours to get in to Ross. I if you're not an American. I don't know how far Ross's spread goes, how far their reach goes, but if you don't know Ross, it's, it's not a, a luxury experience. It's, you know, I, I, I haven't tripped over piles of clothes and shoes at a store since March. I got to get my ass inside of Ross. Pronto. I mean, like, you know, I shouldn't talk poorly about Ross. I'm trying to get 8 billion people listening to this show. And some people clearly, clearly really enjoy Ross. And uh, if, I, if I talk too much shit about Ross, you guys might not be open to the idea of uh, liking our Facebook page for your mother or uh, siblings or father or whatever. So uh, I like Ross or I don't like Ross depending on your feelings on Ross. I don't know, I, I get why people want to go back to normal, right? I get it, I get it. Staying inside month after month after month after month, that's, that's literally fighting our human nature to go outside and, and be social. Not just outside, just to go out, to meet people. Because some people, they don't like being outside. They will drive somewhere to be inside. They just want to be social, you know? They want to go to church and shake hands. Peace be with you. They want to hug somebody. They want to, um, they, <sighs> that was going to go down a bad path. Um, they just want to be social. They just want to be social. It's just in our genes. It's genetic. I can't explain it. I'm sure that Mr. Darwin could probably, uh, rattle off some kind of theory, but you know, it's genetic. It's human. And it's not just human. It's animals too. They, they, they need to experience things. They need to get out. That's why your dog always wants to go for a walk, right? <laughs> I don't know. But like I said, you know, uh, the, the, the shit is, is it's, it's divisive. You know, we, we got people now saying that wearing a mask is actually worse than, than wearing nothing. See, you fools that are wearing a mask are the ones that are going to get sicker than, than the people that are wearing nothing. And by people... I, of course, mean, you know, the scientists of uh, my local city's Facebook group. Mike, Del, did you know that the only reason we are wearing masks is because it's an election year and the Democrats want us to wear them so that Trump will lose? Did you know that? Did you know that? No? That's what Facebook told me. That's what the, the Facebook group told me, I should say. You know, wake up and smell the pandemic, Mike. That's a word I've been I've been hearing tossed around a lot. Plandemic. <laughs> they they also said that our hospitals are are getting full because we are importing uh, Mexicans of non legal status that are infected with COVID and sending them to our Kaisers. You know, our Kaisers, our hospitals in general. You know. We're saying, hey, 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 bring your COVID-infected Mexican people over to our states. We're, we're trying to go full-blown Illuminati. Do it. We want, to, uh, we want to blow up our hospital bed numbers for some reason. Oh, oh, never mind, not for some reason. It's so that uh, Trump will lose. <laughs> I don't know. This whole thing is confusing because... Because apparently, you know, despite all this, these same people are also saying, some of these same people are also saying 
that, well, this virus, it's not real. It's not real. You know, you know, people are, are bringing in the, uh, the Mexican people that have the virus, but the virus also isn't real, especially if you're American. So, uh, it's confusing. You know, it's really hard to keep track of. I don't know. I don't know. How about, how about we move on? How about that? It's just the tip of the week. So, during last week's tip of the week, I told a long story about some dirty cans of soda in uh, college. And I remember that I had another story about some cans, but it wasn't soda. It was about some energy drinks. And I said, you know what? We'll hold this story for another week. But, you know, fuck it. Fuck it. We'll tell it now. We'll do it live. So, once upon a time, I went to college in, in the beautiful city of San Bernardino, California. And you probably know San Bernardino from uh, some kind of a uh, tragic story you heard a few years ago. But uh, my first uh, thought of San Bernardino is my college experience. But rest in peace to, to all that died in the uh, San Bernardino shooting. Can I digress? Let's digress a little bit. How about that? So that college I went to, uh, like many colleges, it, it had a bookstore. And I eventually actually worked at that bookstore for like four years. But that has nothing to do with the story. I just thought I would uh, uh, shoehorn that in for, uh, you know, reference material. But before I worked at that bookstore, I, I would buy stuff there. You know, like books, right? Which is, uh, by the way, here's a bonus tip of the week. Don't buy books at the bookstore, at, at your college bookstore, if you can uh, avoid it. I eventually, you know, even though I was working there, I eventually stopped buying books uh, from my own bookstore because my own bookstore paid bullshit, right? Like, I would have been donating my entire check to the books. Like, I'd been giving my entire check back to the place I worked. Fuck that. <laughs> no, no thank you. So I would, uh, I would go to, like, Chegg. Uh, it's like a, uh, was it a rental place? I don't know. I would go to places, I would buy books, I would buy the old edition, because that's the other scam of bookstores. I'm about to get on a soapbox here, get, about to get, like, six, seven inches taller here on my soapbox. But this is the scam of uh, bookstores, or college books, if you don't know. Specifically college books, college textbooks. They come out with a new edition every single year. Every single year. And the scam is, is what they'll do is they'll rearrange some, some chapters, maybe add a paragraph here, uh, take away a paragraph there, maybe add another chapter for fun, maybe throw in a CD that you don't need, or a DVD, or whatever. You know, nowadays it's probably neither. It's probably some code you have to access online. But, no. At a certain point, like I said, I was, I was getting paid diddly dick and squat so i would just i say fuck it I, i'm gonna get the old edition i'm gonna get the old edition and i'm gonna hunt for the chapter that they're actually talking about you're you're talking or you're listening to a college graduate i did it okay okay i don't know what's changed right now i don't know if that's still feasible but i would guess so i would guess so the other thing i would do here's the second bonus tip of the week is uh i would uh google PDFs of certain books or documents uh, uh, that were uh, required reading material. If I could find the PDF on Google or wherever, I would I would get that too. Because this shit is a scam. Like I said, I worked for that bookstore. I would one of these professors, these cheap ass professors, he wouldn't even he would deliver the books himself. You know, he was he was he was uh, doing that copy paste, cranking out that uh, new new uh, edition every single year himself. And he would deliver in his van all of these books every fucking year. Woo! We're swearing a lot this week. What, what are we talking about here? I think I'm supposed to be doing a tip of the week that has nothing to do with college bookstores. <laughs> okay, point is the, the bookstore sold books, right? And because it was a college campus, we'd have people on campus trying to sell us stuff like all the time. All the time, you know. Every now and then, you'd get like a, an ultra religious zealot coming up, coming up to you with like signs screaming that everybody's going to hell, and we'd have uh, people screaming back at them, and it was, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. But usually, it's just vendors promoting something, maybe giving something out for free, or some dude trying to sell his mixtape. I don't know. Sometimes you would have you'd have those uh, girls handing out Red Bulls for free, right? 
Other times, you'd have like credit card companies. This is very stereotypical of college campuses, but it was it's a true stereotype. You'd have like the the credit card companies uh, offering like the the brand new freshman the chance to just fuck up their credit for the next ten years. They say, "Hey, welcome to college. Would you like to fuck up your credit? You could do so with our shitty ass Mastercard." <laughs> anyway, I was at the bookstore. This uh, this. One particular day, I was probably a, I want to say a sophomore. I was probably a sophomore uh, in in uh, the old college. Anyway, I was at the bookstore. You know, I just spent a ridiculous amount of money on my books, and I'm leaving. And I get approached by this guy that says he works for Vitamin Water. He says, "Hey, we're testing out these new energy drinks, and we're gonna give them out for free." I say, "Cool. You know, how much can I get?" He said, "You can get as many as you want. I, I just gotta get rid of these things." I said, all right, I'll take, I'll take one of every flavor. Dude was like, yo, no doubt. I got you, bro. He gives me like three cans, right? So I throw them in my, uh, my old backpack, and I head my ass back to my dorm. When I get to the dorm, I take the cans out of my backpack, and I check them out. You know, I'm like, what, what did I just get for free? I'm inspecting. I'm studying. But immediately, these things are like really suspect. First of all, the branding was not printed on the cans. I can't explain to you the science of can printing, but I can tell you that when you buy a can of Coke or Pepsi or Sprite, 7-Up, whatever, that shit doesn't just peel off like a label, like a label with no stickiness. That's what happened with these vitamin water energy drinks. So when I was able to just rip that shit right off, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe this is a red flag. Maybe this shit isn't ready for prime time. Maybe, maybe it's poison. So I decided to do, you know, what any good person would do. I, I, I gave the drinks to my three roommates. You know, we were in college and, you know, it was free. So <laughs> they didn't think twice about it, right? Yeah, they they drink them pretty much immediately. You're like, oh, thanks. You know, they're the size of like your standard uh, monster energy drink, rock star, whatever. Whatever's your preference. It was that size. Uh, they spent the, the rest of the that day just pretty much glued to the toilet seat. <laughs> I, I had essentially offered my roommates a can of diarrhea, and they drank it. None of us could have uh, known any better, but... I mean, they could have peeled that shit off just as well as I could have. I guess I'm the only intelligent person in the world. Anyway, uh, my 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 bathroom, it stunk. It stank, you know, for like the rest of the day or days. But, you know, at least I wasn't shitting my guts out. So this week's tip is a lot like last week's tip. A little different. You know, if something looks like untested chemical garbage, chances are... You are the guinea pig. These, you know, these vitamin water guys just went to a college campus and said, like, hey, you want to you wanna shit your guts out for free? Here you go. It's on us. It's on vitamin water. And, you know, uh, vitamin water has since uh, stopped selling energy drinks and they've been sold to Coke. So uh, Coca-Cola, I don't want you to think that uh, you cannot promote or pay me money to do uh, ads in the future. So I just want to make that very clear. You know, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner! So, I don't know how many of our potential 8 billion listeners know, but there's this small independent company called Amazon, and they have been trying to get into the video game industry quite a bit recently. They, they realize that video games make a lot of money. Hell, watching video games makes a lot of money too, so they bought Twitch a few years back, but that wasn't enough for them. So they began developing their own video games. And one of those games just came out in May. It's, it's called Crucible. Crucible. It's a, you know, it's a third-person shooter with like a class system like Overwatch. And it also had like a Battle Royale mode like, like Fortnite. But it also had a Team Deathmatch mode. But it was also kind of like a MOBA. And it also kind of flopped hard on its face. Now, like I said, this game came out in May. It was officially released, 
full game, right? Jeff Bezos paid for Beyonce and Paul McCartney to stand on top of the crucible float during the Rose Parade in January. It was a beautiful sight to behold. I wish you could have seen it. But despite all that money being thrown around, the game bombed. The game bombed, which is impressive for a free-to-play game, right? They gave this game away for free, and nobody played it. Steam Spy, uh, Steam, I think it's SteamSpy.com, they, they said that there were like 177 people playing the game during its peak on Tuesday of this week. Guys, Amazon probably spent millions and millions of dollars on this game. Jeff Bezos, sir, is he a sir? Is he a knight? Is he knighted? I don't know. Sir Jeff Bezos did not give this game away for free for 177 people to play it on a Tuesday. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. He did it to make a shitload of money on microtransactions and Twitch ads. That's the idea. Right? But they aren't even making money on Twitch for this game. According to Video Game Chronicle, they had 100 people watching the game on Twitch on Wednesday morning this week. That's like spending... <laughs> that's like spending a bunch of money on an XFL team. And everybody changes the channel whenever your team plays. You know, you got a handful of people there that are, are watching... Not a handful, but you got you know, a decent amount of people watching the XFL... But you spend all this money on this team, and they're like, "Oh shit, ah oh, shit." The uh, the uh, Mike, what's a, what's a name for uh, an XFL team? The the Weasels. Oh, man, the 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 rabid Weasels are playing. What's on Fox? You know, like, or actually, Fox is probably where the XFL is hosted. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What's on CBS All Access right now? Do any of you have CBS All Access? I had it for uh, I, I did a free trial, hoping to get like a uh, an NFL game. I couldn't get it. My workaround didn't work. So I just used it long enough to watch the, uh, I think the Twilight Zone. No, I didn't. I didn't even use it to watch the Twilight Zone. I watched the the pilot on YouTube for free, and that was that. I need to watch the Twilight Zone again. The pilot was decent. You know, the the Twilight Zone reboot, reboot with uh, Jordan Peele. I think we're off track here. <laughs> it has something to do with video games. So, you know, the, the game bombed. That's my point. The game bombed. And uh, Amazon had to respond. They had like, oh, we have 177 people playing this on a Tuesday. This is not good. So Amazon made a, a weird call. They they unreleased the game. They said, you know what? Uh, Crucible is no longer a game that is out. We, we take it back. We want our game back. So they said on Tuesday, uh, nobody's playing this shit, right? We're officially no longer a game. This is this is now a beta again. This is a closed beta again. So it's only only the people that already have the game can still play it, but they probably won't because they weren't playing it anyway, right? I mean, unless only a hundred and I don't know, two hundred people. I don't know how many people. I don't know. Point is, not. I'm assuming a lot of people didn't download it, right, in the first place. Or maybe they downloaded it and they just didn't like it. So it's going to be a closed beta. It's going to be an invite-only thing like uh, Google+. Plus. You guys remember Google+. Plus? That was supposed to be Google's uh, Facebook killer. But uh, for the longest time, I don't know if you remember, but for the longest time, Google+, Plus was a closed beta too. You had to be invited in. So nobody really used it. And it just died. Like, uh, like Stadia died. Oh, wait, uh, Stadia isn't officially dead yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, thank God. Just uh, If you can just take a moment here to thank, uh, thank God that you did not spend any of your hard-earned money on Stadia. Right? Right? That would have been really embarrassing. None of our 8 billion listeners have done that, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, good luck to Crucible. Uh, Jeff Bezos is probably chewing out a bunch of uh, analysts and bean counters that told him that this game would be a hit. Like, look, checks off all the boxes. Checks off all the boxes. It's a MOBA. It's a Battle Royale. It's a Team Deathmatch. Actually, uh, like within the first month of release, they realized like, uh, this isn't working. So they got rid of the Battle Royale mode. They got rid of the Team Deathmatch mode. And they just focused on the MOBA-ish, right? Do you think Jeff Bezos even knows what Crucible is? 
even though he owns it, right? Even though he funds this ish. I gotta imagine that once you're worth like 170 billion dollars, you just stop paying attention to a lot of a lot of the shit that's done by your own people. You hire people, hire bosses, hire divisions. It's not like Jeff Bezos is controlling all this ish. Do Amazon have their own car division yet? I'm sure that's in the works, right? Because for the longest time, there were rumors about Apple getting into the self-driving car business and investing in buying companies and whatnot. I think Amazon might be doing the same thing. I think uh, that was just a rumor or a story, actually. Not a rumor. I think it was an official story a week or two ago. Amazon bought their own self-driving car company or a car software company. I don't know. Point is, Amazon owns a lot, and Jeff Bezos probably doesn't pay attention to all of it. Oh, and in other video game news, apparently, like, 10 to 90% of the Super Smash Bros. Pro Tournament community is just a rapist pedophile. I had no idea. I had no idea. No idea. Didn't see that coming. But that's been the story all week. All week. You just had story after story, somebody coming out on Twitter saying, look, it's not, it's not just girls this time. You know, like, normally you're, you're used to hearing, like, if I said, hey, uh, somebody came out and said that they were uh, molested or manipulated and raped or whatever as a, a, a 13, 14-year-old in the uh, fighting game community, you would picture a girl. But a lot of these are guys. Not just uh, some of them uh, being molested by guys, some of them being molested by girls, which is rare. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a week. It's been a week, and uh, people are just like, like, I'm not part of this community like that. You know, I, I've always uh, loved Smash Brothers. I've been playing Smash Brothers longer than some of these people have even been alive, but uh, I haven't been part of their uh, pedophile rape community. So. It's been it's been a it's been a whirlwind. I hope the best for everybody involved. I don't want to throw out any names. And to be real, like I'd be kind of faking the funk. Like I even followed them like that. Like I I don't know their handles. I don't know their their nicknames. I don't know their their Twitter names. I've just uh, seen some of the stories, and it hasn't been very it hasn't been a very fun week in uh, video games. At least in the fighting game community, specifically Smash Brothers, but not just there. Uh, apparently, the <laughs> oh, I said not apparently, allegedly the Skullgirls uh, developer, the main guy. I don't know. I, I'm speaking out of my ass here, but uh, apparently he's a creep and uh, just, just creeps all around. Pedophilia rampant. It's a it's a conspiracy theory wet dream because a lot of it's just true anyway oh you know what hey <laughs> let's move on I, I see we've got another voicemail from our good friend uh mr colos dolos hello this is colos dolos michael i'm calling again i care care very deeply for you and the unborn child in your womb I, I notice you, you still have not met up with me, and it tears at my heart. I thought we were closer than this. I, I am going to raise your child when something happens to you unexpectedly. I will be the one that is there for you. I, I want to be there for you and your child. But I notice you, you've always been afraid to go to the docks. I, I surmise that you must be afraid of the water. So I have found the program where I can take you and you will then swim with the fishes and they will fit you with wonderful shoes that help sink you down into the water so you can enjoy the fishes swimming about you. And I would love to take you and help get these shoes fitted for you and then take you out on a boat and help you overcome your fears. So uh, please, Michael, please. It's not at the docks. It's at a lovely marina, but it has to be after midnight. And I will make sure that the padlock has been dismantled so you can just come into the marina and meet me there. So please do this for me. I, I, want, I want to grow closer to you and help you overcome your fears. Wow. Uh, 
Colos Dolos really knows how to turn the other cheek. I don't think we've ever seen anybody more willing to give somebody another chance than Colos has with Mike. You know, chance after chance after chance after chance. He's still trying to raise your child and teach you how to swim, bud. But, uh, you know, last week, we promised that Mike would officially respond to Colos. Mike, did you prepare your statement? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I'm only doing this once. I got a statement. <clears throat> Dear Colos Dolos. Dear Chris. And, you know, dear any other shithead using my name in vain. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Especially you. I am not pregnant. I will never be pregnant. The only thing that's going to be raised in my name is a bird. Fuck you. <clears throat> I know how to swim. But I would rather drown than let any of you goobers raise my kid for me. Which I don't have, by the way, because I am not pregnant. So, in conclusion, stop harassing me. I'm not going to meet you. I'm not going to take swimming lessons with you. I can tell you, fuck you. From right here in my own chair. <laughs> Uh-oh. Someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. But uh, real talk, that was kind of rude, Mike. I think we, we, you know, I think we all deserve better than that. Especially uh, Mr. Colos Dolos. All he ever wanted to do was be your friend. Best friend, I'm assuming, you know. You're my best friend. Um, you know, after Dell. But uh, we're going to let Mike think about what he's done. In the meantime, though... Let's move on to the news. Okay, let's see what happened in the news this week. Oh, uh, the president retweeted a video of a guy screaming white power. He screamed white power, and then uh, the White House said, well... Uh, he, he deleted the tweet, and the White House said he didn't know that uh, the guy was screaming white power. You know, the, the guy started screaming white power multiple times at about seven or eight seconds into the video, so I can understand why the president would uh, just blindly retweet that sort of thing after only seeing six seconds of a video. I get it. I get it. It's kind of weird that I can just say something like the president retweeted a white power screaming guy in a video, and we could all just kind of like just let it roll off our back. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like something the president might do. That doesn't sound out of character for him. <laughs> Shit's gotten weird. It's gotten weird. It's gotten weird. Oh, here's something fun. Uh, Ray Fisher, the guy that played Cyborg in the Justice League movie, he recently called out Joss Whedon just, uh, you know, generally for being a dick. For those that don't know, Joss Whedon took over the Justice League movie, did a bunch of reshoots after Zack Snyder was fired, slash, uh, stepped down, slash, whatever. So on Monday, uh, Ray Fisher, he retweeted a video of him at a Comic-Con panel with uh, Jason Momoa sitting right next to him. Somebody asked him about working with Joss Whedon, and uh, this is what he said. Yeah, I mean, Josh is a great guy, and Zach picked a good person to come in and, and uh, clean up and finish up for him. Now, as you can see in the clip that we just played on this audio podcast, uh, Jason Momoa played Aquaman. He's sitting right next to him, and he's just stone-faced. Like, like, he knows this is bullshit. There's, like, one time where he gives us kind of, like, slight little nod, like, okay, sure. And then uh, Ray Fisher, he starts looking around in this very awkward way like, uh, should I have said that? That I was supposed to say that, right? You know, like, like he knew he was full of shit. Uh, Jason, are you going to back me up on my shit? And, you know, no. 
He doesn't. So the caption he put over his retweeted video on Monday was, I'd like to take a moment to forcefully retract every bit of this statement. So he's pretty much saying, I'm full of shit. He's pretty much admitting it. Like, I'm, I'm lying my ass off here. And then after that, later he, he, he uh, tweeted, Joss Whedon's onset treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg. Accountability is greater than entertainment. So, uh, Ray here, he's, he's pretty much going right for the jugular of his bosses right here, right? I'm pretty sure he still has to work with these guys for the Snyder Cut. So, you know, that might be awkward. That might be awkward, I'm assuming. Joss Whedon, I'm, I'm also assuming, must have really pissed him off. He doesn't go into detail about it. He just says uh, he was abusive, gross, unprofessional. I don't know. Uh, John Berg, he replied. He's like, uh, this is bullshit. He, he, he said he did remember Ray Fisher getting upset that they wanted him to say Cyborg's catchphrase from the animated shows, which is booyah. So uh, I am sorry to, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to hit you guys with so much heavy news two weeks in a row, but... This was on my heart. I wanted to. I wanted to let this out. I actually rented Justice League about mm, six months to a year after it came out uh, on uh, video on demand, and I, you know, I'd kind of slept through it. Uh, I got throughout lots of that movie. I, I, I was. You ever been like half awake for a movie? It's infuriating if you paid to watch that movie like I did, even if it was like six dollars. That's annoying. It's annoying, but also make a more entertaining movie, I guess. Something that I won't sleep through. But I did really enjoy that nap. So uh, thank you, Joss Whedon. Uh, hopefully Zack Snyder is able to uh, make up for uh, you and himself. Okay, uh, Mike, are you ready to apologize to me and Kolos Dolos for your, uh, your terrible, terrible uh, behavior today? Fuck no. Well, pray on it, buddy. Uh, Del, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Del. We have some wonderful listener questions this week, several of them. I'm uh, very impressed and thankful for all of you. Our first question comes from Ken. Ken asks, what is your favorite ABBA song to sing when thinking about Mike? Well, Ken, uh, Mike is a terrible dancing queen, and he is definitely no Fernando. He does not earn that Fernando status at all, so... The ABBA song that I associate most with Mike is Take a Chance on Me. You guys know that song. It's take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance on me. That song, I, I think I nailed that. I nailed it. I sounded just like ABBA. So uh, the, the reason I associate that song with Mike is because I took a chance on a college student that was majoring in music, right? A college student majoring in music. I thought... This guy seems like he would be a positive addition to a podcast. I think he would really brighten up my days, right? I was wrong. I was wrong. You know, Mike, Mike has been just this black hole of happiness in my life ever since. I rolled the dice. I took a chance, and I lost. So whenever I hear, take a chance on me, I think of Mike. It reminds me that I should just never, ever take chances. I might end up with another mic on my hands. So thank you for that question, Ken. Devin asks, who misses me the most? Thank you for that question, Devin. Uh, this is a great time to remind people that we have a Twitter account, which is where Devin asked this question from. Our Twitter is at UpAndLoaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. We're also on Facebook by the same name. We're also on Instagram by the same name. Follow us. Get your mama to follow us. Even if she doesn't know she's following us, I'm not winking officially. That is not an endorsement of uh, telling you to do it. But anyway, uh, Devin's questions used to come. They they used to come from Facebook, but he's not on Facebook anymore. So Devin, we we don't have enough Twitter followers yet that will uh, reply to you directly. Uh, so w while we build our eight billion uh, followers and listeners to this show. I'm going to answer on behalf of the community. If anybody disagrees with me, by the way, 
uh, please leave us an angry voicemail at 909-GUN-DOPE. 909-GUN-DOPE. That is a real phone number. That is where Kolos Dolos left his voicemail. That's where Devin's left a voicemail. That is where my Aunt Marie left a voicemail a few weeks back. Marie, we miss you. Uh, 909-GUN-DOPE. Feel free to leave us a voicemail with the questions, comments, criticisms. Just be aware, my lawyer Mike tells me that I have to tell you if you leave us a voicemail, there's a good chance we will play it and respond to you, okay? That's it. That's uh, that's legal uh, legal beagle. So, Devin, uh, Ken and Yilly miss you, right? The laugh and the love reactions have not been the same without you on that Facebook group. True story. Actually, you know, throw Roosevelt into that, into that group as well. You know, he doesn't ask questions all the time, but I assume he misses you too, right? Colos Dolos probably misses you at least a little bit. But he seems to be more focused on Mike at the moment, so I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if Nick or Sean miss you that much, but I do know that if they got to know you more, they would miss you too. Dell and me, myself, uh, I, we miss your presence quite a bit, but we are glad to, uh, to still hear from you on Twitter and, and the voicemail. That's very much appreciated. We're, we're glad you're still around. But honestly... Mike just has not been the same happy guy he used to be since you left Facebook, Devin. I just want to make that clear, right? Mike, he's just like one sad, dumb, dumb-looking audio engineer. You know, he just mopes around the place now. Anytime I ask him if he wants to go get something to eat, it's always the same thing. Well, will Devin be there? And I used to say, Devin's going to be there on Facebook, boy. Go get your leash. We're going to Wingstop. I can't say that anymore. And uh, Mike is too incompetent to make a Twitter account. So uh, Mike really misses you, Devin. We all miss you, though. Uh, but thank you for uh, thank you for the question, and thank you for still asking questions and being around. We, we really appreciate that. We hope you never go anywhere. Yilly asks, when was the last time you spoke about Sonic Adventure 2? Yeah, I think the last time was on this show, uh, the show Chris to Chris. It's a podcast. Uh, anywhere podcasts are sold for free, you can get it. I, I think it was a, like maybe a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. I feel like I mentioned it on this show. I'm sure when I go through the tags, like I add tags to every episode, I'm sure that when I go through the tags and I type in Sonic Adventure 2, it's going to come up. I'm sure of it. I own Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube. Actually, I beat Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube, which I think is the only 3D Sonic game I have ever taken the time to beat. I remember my brother dicking around in that, what is it, the Chobo Garden, something like that. Those little blue creatures that are associated with Sonic the Hedgehog for some reason. I don't know. He was, he was dicking around in that Chobo Garden mode in that game for like six hours one day. It was a, I think it was a Saturday. I remember I, I left the room like 11 o'clock, came back at like 5 o'clock, and I'm like, you're still playing this shit? Really? It's just Sonic. I, I just remember him picking up the blue guy, moving him somewhere. I, I don't know what you're doing for six hours in that. Don't know. I don't know. But I'm sure he got a lot out of it. I'm sure he, uh, I'm still thankful to this day for being in that Chobo garden for six hours. I don't know. I don't know. Come to think of it, This game, this game probably uh, created a bunch of furries. And you could say that about a lot of Sonic games, but I think this game was one of the ones that really started it. Because, I don't know, I didn't play the uh, first Sonic Adventure. I think that was just a Dreamcast exclusive. It might be on PC now, too. It's probably on PC. But, what is it? Rouge the Bat? It's the bat with tits. It's a bat with tits. And that's just Sonic, that's just Sonic folklore, right? It's like, hey, we're <laughs> we're trying to create some shit. You're gonna explore yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope we have a lot of uh, you know, I, I I know I probably offend the furries in our audience quite a bit, but I hope you're fans of the show regardless. Thank you for the question, Yilly. Uh, Ken asks, if you were immortal, would you prefer Coke or Pepsi? Ken. I think it would depend on when I was born. I feel like if you're immortal, 
you were already born a long time ago. Like, I think it would be very dumb. It, it, it would just sound dumb if somebody was immortal, but also born in like 2009 or 2019 or now. Like, I think that sounds dumb, right? So I'm assuming, I, I'm going to answer this under the assumption, under the pretense that I was born hundreds or thousands of years ago, right? I feel like immortals were born around then, right? At least 600 years, at least. That I've been born at least 600 years ago. And because of that, I think I've got to choose Coke. Because most of us know that Coca-Cola used to have actual cocaine in it. And I looked into it. That wasn't just for like a, a year or two. This was from 1885 to 1929. That's 44 years of snow white sugar in your Coke. Actually, apparently uh, Coca-Cola used to have opium in it as well. Just a fun drink. <laughs> and, and originally, they were trying to sell this as medicine. I don't think Pepsi ever had any of that good stuff. I, I looked it up, and they didn't. They actually advertised themselves as being this squeaky clean, straight-edge drink. Like, we're, we're, we don't have any cocaine. We don't have, have any opium. It's just sugar water. So, you know, if you're an immortal in the 1800s, you're going to buy both drinks because there's literally nothing to do back then, you know, except play poker, die of, of uh, dysentery, or take the Pepsi challenge. And, you know, Coke is obviously going to win it back then, right? Because it literally has cocaine in it. There was no dare program back then. People weren't saying, no, I'm not going to take your medicine with cocaine. No, they said, wow. This is wonderful. I'm so energetic. I'm so excited. I feel great. I need more and more and more and more. By the way, I want to steal your phonograph and sell it to my buddy to buy more Coca-Cola. Pepsi didn't have any of that. So to answer your question, Ken, I would prefer Coca-Cola if I was an immortal. Thank you for the question. Uh, you, Roland asks... Do a majority of gamers never finish games they started because games are too long? Roland, I wish I had the stat right in front of me, but I remember, like, uh, I think it was a few years ago, like, uh, it was, I think it was Sony, they, maybe Microsoft, I don't know, but pretty much uh, stats were pulled up that showed trophies or achievements, and they showed that the vast majority of people do not finish their games. They don't finish their games. And, uh... You know, it's easy to see just from the, the trophies and achievements. And when you play like a... P I don't know how it is on the Xbox, but on the PlayStation ecosystem, you can when you earn a trophy, you could see what percentage of players got that trophy. So if you, say, beat a game on, I don't know, normal difficulty, and it says 30% of players have uh, gotten this achievement. And honestly, that's high for most games, I, I would think, because most people don't finish their games at least not the campaigns so i think a lot of developers and publishers look at that data and they think well why are we even bothering with a campaign we just need to make multiplayer games with lots of microtransactions loot boxes skins virtual currencies whatever recurring revenue is the idea so I i'm grateful to have uh, games like the last of us 2 or spider-man or or Paper Mario, uh, The Origami King, whatever. I'm grateful to have games that have actual campaigns with them or are even solely campaign games because that has not been the direction the industry has wanted to head for a long time. But I feel like we're kind of shifting back that way a little bit. A little bit. You still have, you still have those companies chasing them Fortnite bucks, right? Like uh, Amazon. But you can see that it doesn't always work out. And honestly, that Crucible game, graphically, chef's kiss. It looks beautiful. But uh, didn't didn't sell beautiful. So uh, to answer your question, Roland, uh, do I think a majority of gamers never finish games because the games are too long? Yeah, you know, like uh, Assassin's Creed games are very long, but they're also often very padded with lots of extra shit. And so that's why you have things like uh, uh, purchases that would s speed up your XP, the amount of XP you can get. And, you know, Assassin's Creed games now have... Uh, they, they now wall you off from new missions before you get enough XP, so they kind of force you to grind uh, to get enough XP in order to just move on with the game. And like I said, there's a lot going on in these games. There's a lot of uh, 
like if you play every side mission, it will take you several, several hours to get through it. So yeah, I'm not surprised that a lot of people just drop it. Honestly, I I like a I like a game with uh, some conciseness to it. You know, I I like having the option for side missions sometimes. Like I played a lot of I didn't I didn't platinum Spider Man yet, and I'm not sure that I ever will. I've got I think I'm at like high seventy percent, eighty something percent. I don't know, but maybe even the nineties. But I don't know if I'll even finish it. I don't know if I'll ever platinum that game because it's just a bunch of grinding, just getting through. It's chores at a certain point. So yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I like myself a Resident Evil 4. I like a, I like a game that just like takes you through the story. A Last of Us. Even though The Last of Us 2, I'm, I'm only like 8 hours into it right now. And apparently that game's like 25 to 30 hours long. So yeah, um, I, I, I do think uh, the length of games has uh, prevented a lot of people from finishing them. But Thank you for that question, Roland. Very, uh, very thoughtful question. Yilly asks... How often do you think about the planets in our universe? Well, other than Earth, I assume you mean? Because I'd say at least a few times a week. At least a few. I uh, On Thursday, I watched a time-lapse video of the sun in the Milky Way galaxy. It, it's a recording of the sun over the last 10 years. Every second in that video is a day. And here's a fun fact. The sun is not actually a planet. It's a big ball of burning gas. But uh, my wife and I have been slowly watching that Netflix show, Space Force, with uh, Steve Carell. And they talk about going to Mars and the moon quite a bit. And uh, here's another fun fact. The moon is also not a planet. But, you know, when you watch a show about space, you start to think about planets more. And I honestly don't think about them as much as I should. But to be fair, I also don't think that the planets are thinking about me at all. So I think I still have the edge on them. But I do think about other planets quite a bit and uh, the possibility of life on them or the probability of life on some of them. Thank you for that question, Yilly. Oh, Yilly also asks, uh, we the people demand to know when Up and Loaded is going to release merchandise. Uh, Yilly, we are going to release merchandise. <sighs> That's a good question. I, I, I have uh, the I What I want to do is uh, print out some bumper stickers, maybe some bookmarks. When's the last time somebody had a bookmark? I think when I, uh, last time I had a bookmark was during a, a, a book fair in elementary school. So I think we should bring that back. Maybe some bookmarks, some uh, bumper stickers. I have an uploaded hat that I really quite like. It cost me a, a pretty penny, but I'd like to get some hats out. I think I'm going to give away some stuff as prizes eventually. And I should really get on that. This question has really inspired me. Thank you very much, Yili. Um, Look out for that. Uh, maybe maybe keep nagging me, but I, I feel like the back of my subconscious is going to nag the ever-living shit out of me now. So thank you for that gift, Yilly. Uh, Ken asks, if you had to perform one song that would change the world, what would it be? And what would the second word of the chorus be? I'm going to go with the real song. And I think it would be We Are the World, which was sung by every single pop artist to ever have a Billboard song chart in the 1980s. Everyone's on that song. You had uh, Michael Jackson multiple times, Lionel Richie, Cyndi Lauper, Billy Joel, uh, Ray Charles, Bruce Springsteen, even Dan Aykroyd is on that damn song. Everybody's on it. So my answer would have to be, we are the world. The song literally gave us uh, world peace and ended uh, all hunger and poverty. It just fixed the world in general. Oh, and... Uh, to also further answer your question, the second word of the chorus is R. That's A-R-E. Thank you, Ken. Yilly asks, mouse and keyboard or controller? Yilly, it depends on the game. Um, mouse and keyboard for first-person shooters, almost exclusively. That does change when there's a little bit more mo mobility to that shooter, like uh, like a, a Titanfall. I might, I might consider a controller. I might consider a controller just because of the uh, jumping around and the uh, hook shots and whatnot. Like, when there's more running, wall running, uh, flying around, I'm more open to a controller for a first-person shooter. Controllers, I would generally choose, like, you know, if I'm playing, like, an arcade racer or something, that's a controller all the way. If I'm playing a platformer, controller all the way. Even Super Meat Boy, which I beat, I want to brag and say, I beat Super Meat Boy when it came out back in the day. I beat that game. Uh, that game, right in the beginning of that game, it says, this shit plays better with a controller. Don't use a mouse and keyboard. 100% agree. 
Uh, mouse and keyboard is better for a strategy game. I have put, put hundreds of hours into the defense grid games, which are uh, some tower defense games and very good tower defense games. I would play those with the mouse and keyboard. Strategy games in general are probably better with the mouse and keyboard. So it just depends on the game. But I uh, thank you for that question. That uh, really allowed me to uh, brag and explore my uh, ego. Ken asks, what is the scariest dream you have ever had? Please describe it while eating a marshmallow. I uh, first would like to say I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I do not have access to any marshmallows right now. Uh, I did buy my wife a couple of Lucky Charm cereal, like mini, mini uh, personal meal cereals, kind of like a personal pan pizza, but in cereal form. But I'm not going to crack those open to uh, eat a uh, stale uh, hearts, heart, golden rainbow, clovers, and balloons. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to her. She deserves those marshmallows. She gave birth to my son. Uh, which, by the way, I, I love my son. I love my wife. I just wanted to make that clear to everybody who uh, does not know that yet, uh, any new listeners to the show. Uh, to answer your question, what is the scariest dream I've ever had? Again, I'm sorry I can't uh, describe this while eating a marshmallow. But the scariest dream I remember ever having, uh, I was maybe seven. I want to say I was seven years old, seven, eight years old. I want to say seven. And it had the villain who I think was from The Never Ending Story 2. And uh, spoilers, if you've never seen The Never Ending Story 2 and you really wanted to, I guess, I don't know, you, you probably don't. But just so you know, next few, next minute or so, it's going to be about that. Uh, it's a, I think it's a like an evil queen or something, and uh, the kid defeats her by, like, you know, he gets one wish, and he says, I wish you had a heart, something like that. And then, like, she gets a heart and she dies or something. I don't know. It's, uh, it's dark. But so she's, like, a prominent threat in my dream, and uh, the Ninja Turtles are there. Like, these are the live-action Ninja Turtles, which were also popular at the time. And they were there to uh, assist me, you know? Like, you ever been in, like, a, a crazy dream where action's popping off and uh, you need some help? Ninja Turtles were my help. Only she was, like, melting them. Like, I was literally seeing the live-action Jim Henson costume Ninja Turtles faces melt in front of my face. Like, in front of my eyes in my dream. And this dream would just, like, like I would get some hope. I'm like, oh, the Ninja Turtles are here. And then she would melt their faces in front of me. And it, this dream would just, like... Boom, like it would end and it would just go on a loop. I would just constantly see their faces melt and uh, it was a bad night. It was a bad night for me. Uh, so that was uh, the scariest dream. And honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably not that scary, but uh, it's, it's stuck with me clearly because I still remember it 20 some odd years later. Thanks for the question, Ken. Let's wrap this show up with some poll results. Last week we asked on our Facebook page at Uploaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, we asked, uh, who played the best Batman on film? About a quarter of you said it was Michael Keaton. A quarter of you said it was Ben Affleck. None of you said it was George Clooney. None of you said it was Christian Bale. And uh, half of you said it was Adam West, who does technically count. You know, uh, even if you said, oh, he wasn't in a movie. He was in a movie. He was in a movie. He was in uh, the Batman TV show movie. It wasn't good, but it brought us things like shark repellent or bat shark repellent. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this week's poll asks, oh, we don't have a poll question. Uh, you're going to have to follow us at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, -E to find out. Um, we have a poll every single week. And, oh, did I mention my bladder is about to explode? So that's why I'm going kind of fast. Uh, guys, uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast at Up and Loaded. Uh, anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Tell your friends about us. We're trying to get 8 billion people listening to this show. Uh, tell your mom about us. Actually, maybe even don't tell your mom about us. Just have your mom find out when she realizes she liked our page at Up and Loaded. Just do it. I mean, not officially endorsing that, but we would love to have your mom's uh, appreciation, your father's appreciation, brother, sister, friend, whatever. We would love that. Uh, guys, this has been episode 88 of Chris and Chris. Hey, uh, enjoy your Independence Day if you're an American, and uh, enjoy your jealousy if you're not. You know, uh, <laughs> whatever. This has been episode 88. Uh, guys, do me a favor. Enjoy your weekend, or else.